Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome back, everyone, to the 51st episode of The Jake and Joe Show. I'm your host, Joe. I'm Jake. As usual, we have an action-packed, adventure-filled episode for you. We're going to start the show off by talking about speeches. Jake might have just recently given one that he wants to uh, reminisce on. You'll have to keep listening to find out. (laughs) It's literally going to be the first thing we talk about, so they're not going to have to wait very long. (laughs) True. You look like you were getting ready to say something so clever there, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. You, what, you were rubbing your hands together. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to Cooking something up in the old brain factory. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Jake. I mean, you know, this is the Jake and Joe show. There's a reason his name comes first. It's right. the Jake it's, it's and really Joe show. It's really about, you know, what I want to do, what I'm going to do. Joe's just here to just keep the conversation going. Pretty much. So I don't I'm, sound like I'm a idiot. crutch, really. Right, right. Eventually, he won't need me anymore. I'm just here until he heals. He's got the week off from school, and he seems to think he's going to be productive during this week, which, I mean, come on, guys. We all know that's not going to happen. We're going to talk about battle royales. Now, we need to preface this by saying that if you do not like battle royales, if you do not know what battle royales are... Hey, what you're going to learn today. (laughs) You're going to learn today. Or... Just don't listen to this episode because it's going to be very video game heavy. Um, Jake and I have been playing Player Unknown's Battleground. We've referenced it in like the last ten episodes now, or something. Maybe We've more. made like a comment on PUBG. Didn't we buy it in like September? Yeah, I don't even remember. But uh, we figured it was about time that we do an episode and we dedicate most of the main conversation to battle royales, which is the genre that PUBG falls under. So if you're not interested, this might not be the episode for you, but we're a variety show and we do what we want because it's our podcast. I like the idea of doing this though as well because it's like it's being genuine to us, you know? Yeah, this we're is gonna who we be are. actually interested in it because this is what we do all the time. Right, we're nerds. We spend a right. lot of time playing video games. Uh, basically, when I'm not working and I'm not spending time with my wife, I'm playing video games. So, Or editing the podcast, of course. That's very high on my list of priorities. Right. After that, we're going to get into Song of the Week, and then we're going to wrap up the show with Would You Rather, which I don't believe we've done in quite a while. It's been Well, it's been a little while. I think we answered one Would You Rather a few weeks ago well last week we did we did the writing we did writing prompts yeah. but then the week before that we had a guest and then the nah, week before that we had week a guest before that what wasn't andrew i thought andrew was 48 maybe he was i don't yeah. remember anyway it's been a while we're gonna do one of those should be fun and yeah we're just gonna go where the road takes us we're cool yeah so let's dig right in So you gave a speech recently. Yes. One of the last things I had to do before not having to worry about a single piece of schoolwork until next week or a week after next, I suppose, uh, was I had to give an informative speech. For your communications class. For my communications class in front of uh, what ended up being 12 other people because a third of the class didn't show up. So for our listeners, you do online classes, but this speech you had to do... In person. Right. And holy cow, man. Uh, First off, I did it on informing my fellow students that building your own PC 
has benefits over just buying one in that. And I wanted to like drive the point home that it is a lot, it is a lot more simple than what most people think. Right. Because I don't, even though I love technology, I, I feel like I'm not like super mechanically inclined and I can build one. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure most people can build one. And that's what I wanted to drive home without sounding like I'm talking down to people. So I had to like <laughs> word things really carefully. Um, but yeah, so everyone else, I, I realized when I got there, we had a podium and the sample videos we watched. Um, sample videos? Yeah, there was like a sample video. He had posted some videos of his past classes yeah. doing the speech. No one had a podium and no one had anything in their hands. So I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to memorize it. Yikes. Come to find out. No, you didn't have to memorize it. In fact, he kind of wanted you to just bring out the outline and refer back to it when needed. So why would he give those examples then? I don't why know. Why would he give Maybe examples I misunderstood. that directly go against like what he expected of you? I don't know. I could be misunderstanding it. Um, that very well could be the case because I was extremely stressed out the last couple of weeks uh, just trying to get everything done. Uh, but... So, yeah, I was one of two people who actually memorized my speech. But before you like, oh, wow, Jake memorized the speech. Yes, I did. But it wasn't as fluent as everyone else because everyone else, you know, would like know where they're going and then they could look down and keep talking. There was two or three moments in my speech when there was a silence for like four, maybe five seconds because I was like trying to think desperately of what came next. So you didn't have a paper up there with you. I had a tiny little note paper to remind myself of my oral references and the basic outline of like intro body and conclusion. Right. Come to find out. I mean, I knew that you, the speech was supposed to be four to six minutes, Yeah. but my speech ended up being eight minutes and 30 seconds. <gasps> How dare you? Um, and he was saying that it's not a huge deal, but if you hit like at around 10 minutes, he was going to dock points off. So I'm hoping, you know, he's not going to. Yeah. Right. 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 I don't think you're going to get a bad grade. I can show you it because oh. it's uploaded. Oh, you could show me the speech. I could show you after this. If we remember, um, I'm not going to forget. Yeah. How about we, uh, do a little downloady do of that speech and a little uploady do of that speech to uh, YouTube no. and then throw the link it's in the description. So bad. Come on, man. Think of the views. Yeah, they're gonna cringy kid gives <laughs> terrible speech. It's gonna go viral, man. It's gonna go viral. I experienced something that I'd never have in my life in this scenario. Towards the end, I could not feel any moisture in my mouth whatsoever. <laughs> like it was complete dry mouth the Sahara desert and my hands were like drenched in a cold sweat and I was like constantly doing this like <laughs> like trying to wet my mouth and I was just I was so nervous I was I was shaking but you can't really tell in the video thank thank god I was trying to but, wet my mouth and I was mm, trying to dry my hands mm, at one point I think I ended yeah. up licking my hands <laughs> no I was so nervous but Man, um, that's crazy to think of you as like that nervous for something like that because you seem like such an outgoing like non-shy person uh that i don't think that's the case like i have to really know people in order to feel completely comfortable i, I know talking to them right I, I know we've talked about in the past like how you don't like 
crowded movie theaters and stuff like that. Yeah, like that really, makes you uncomfortable. It, yeah, very much so. So I, I, I try to keep that in mind, but at the same time, like, I don't know, you, you just seem so comfortable and natural in conversation with people. So it's, it, it's weird for me to think that you were, you, you could be that nervous. Well, my crutch is comedy. My yeah. crutch is like making people laugh. So why didn't you make it funny? Because I did, there was, I threw in a couple funny things, but for the most part, you know, I had to keep it informative. Right. And, you know, it's one thing to just like try to make people laugh and have a casual conversation at your own pace, but it's another to get in front of people who don't want to be there. And yeah, that, that's th- true. There were uh, several pe- faces. I say several, two, uh, two faces in the crowd that were like supportive and it did help a lot. Like seeing someone like smiling or like nodding along definitely made you feel better. Yeah. Did but you just fixate on them? <laughs> I, I, I had to like look around, but I made sure to like look back at them and it helped a lot. Um, and yeah, most people like there was this, there was this one guy in the back. Maybe he just like has this face. Maybe he wasn't thinking this way, but he just sat there looking like, like, huh? <laughs> I mean, I wish you guys could see what, what I'm trying to express, but he just made it seem like he was almost disgusted at what I was saying. And I was like, okay, I cannot look at him. It really threw me off. Can you, can we view like everyone's speeches or yes. just yours? Oh man. Every single person. We have to do it. Okay. We have to before you leave. We had three sets of speeches, uh, a first group, a second group, and a third group. And I was the second one in the first group. Yikes. Like I wanted to, like oh, everyone yeah? was volunteer, volunteered oh, except the very end. Yeah. Cause there's some people who just like need that push. Right. Right. I would have when I was in high school, but n- now like I couldn't live with being anxious this whole time. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I gotta just get it over with and do it. Yeah. And it made me think back to like, um, you said that your speech like went freaking smooth as heck. Yeah. And you said that he like shouted, you get an A, like like in a, in a dream, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, in right. in the movies. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. And I don't know. Like I said, I told you, like it's not like he specifically said that for me. He was giving everyone like an oral grade as right. they did their presentation. Like he was grading as we were giving the presentation. So when he said an A, like he did that for everyone. In front every- of everybody? Yeah. Oh my God. So So someone would like you know, be really nervous, but have decent content. It'd be like, yeah, you get a C just in front of everybody. (laughs) I don't think anyone got a bad grade. Oh, okay. All right. I don't think anyone was like F. No, (laughs) it was pretty, it was terrible. It was an easy class. He was a nice guy. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah. My instructor seems uh, really nice too. Um, I mean, that being said, I do feel like I did a good job comparatively to uh, to the others. Yeah. I'd say I was definitely in like the top 20%. Okay. Um, but, I missed so much of what I wanted to say and I was so nervous and oh, you'll see when, when I can't I wait to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be cringing as I'm watching oh, it. I can't wait. It's so bad. <laughs> I looked bad too. I doubt it's going to be that bad. I really doubt it. Yeah. There was only two other guys in the class. One of the guys didn't have a visual aid and the other guy was the last one because he was so nervous. He had to get called on. Yeah. But he actually did a decent job. So I was huh. surprised. Um, but I was the only guy who like dressed up. I had like, uh, I guess non jeans on. I don't know what to say. Like work, not work pants. Like cargo, not cargo. Khaki. Uh, like a khaki pant, but it was black. Black khaki. A black khaki pant. Yeah, sure. Dress shoes. Yeah. And like I tucked in nice flannel. You know. Yeah. I'm a classy Mainer. <laughs> and I had a belt on and stuff. And you, you'll see. You mentioned that 
the guy who was most nervous ended up doing a decent job on his speech. Right. I read recently that Bill Hader, very popular Saturday Night Live uh, actor, um, I, I think I just read this yesterday, actually. Um, in an interview, he talked about how every time you saw him in an SNL sketch, he was terrified. Like, he never got comfortable doing SNL sketches in front of people, and he hates that he was on that show. Like, he, he doesn't like that he had been on SNL just because everything he did, he was always terrified and always scared. But, I mean, then you look at his performance. Right. And the dude is incredible. He's one of the best SNL actors that has ever, that, that's ever been on the show. I'd imagine so I think that it's a lot just of, interesting. Yeah, I'd imagine that a lot of his anxiety probably was brought on by himself. Like, he put a lot of pressure on himself to do to well. To do well, to do yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, and I'm saying that because I, I feel like I was... Uh, very similar uh, except he definitely pulled it off better than I did (laughs) so you gave your speech yeah you might have done well you might have done horrible doesn't really matter I don't Uh, really care I feel like I'll get at least a B but I'm just I'm really hoping for an A I don't really care I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) I hope you do well but that being said you're on vacation now for two weeks no just one week just Just one one. I thought it was two weeks no I had said week after next because um because it was still Saturday, technically. I was just being co- technically correct. So you feel like there's a lot of stuff you haven't been able to do because you've been so focused on school and work and a social life. So you told me before we started recording that there are some things that you, little things that you're hoping to get caught up on or to do this yes. week. What are they? Well, one of which is just early spring cleaning. I don't know about you. Uh, well, we've mentioned it before. We always talk about like, not always, but we've mentioned... The clothes I wear quite often, particularly when Adria is on. Um, we do, yeah. Like we were talking about when last time when uh, we had the Valentine's episode. Yeah, you know what clothes she wants me to wear and what she doesn't want me to wear. Oh right, <laughs> right. Like the that. colors and stuff yeah. like that. About how she doesn't think you look good in bright colors. Right, but and I think I, you look good do, in bright colors. I do understand where she's coming from. I don't at all. I think you look great, Jake. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um. Well, I hey, want to like. You look real hot today. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, <laughs> you're right. The, those conversation starters are really good. <laughs> we uh, might have looked up some conversation starters before recording this episode because we were a little short on ideas this week. But I know. One of them said, uh, "Just compliment the other person." So I looked over to Jake and I'm like, "Hey, Jake, you're looking real hot." <laughs> it works, you know. I mean, starts your conversation off right on, on the right foot. Talking about yourself and how good you look. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I just want to do some spring cleaning. I mean, right before. I started taking my uh, college classes. I was really good about keeping things tidy and uh, clean, like making sure I did my laundry and then actually putting them away. But Ugh. in the past couple weeks, my room has just keeps ending up being a freaking tornado of clothes everywhere <laughs> to the point where I'll, I'll clean my clothes and then keep them in the basket. But then I don't know if it's clean or dirty. And I hate that because it's wasteful because I don't want to end up washing clothes that are actually clean why because it's a waste it's not the end of the world i know it's not but it's a waste and it's a personal responsibility of me to make sure that that doesn't happen well then get on top of your i don't even like it like this morning uh adria made a bacon egg and cheese croissant for you or for herself oh and she used a paper towel yeah she wrapped it in a paper towel to make it okay and then when she was going to take it out, she ripped off another paper towel. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you have a paper towel right there. And she's like, well, it's going to be a little wet. 
or from the you know because it was a frozen one right and i'm like well yeah but you can you can blot around it that's how crazy i am with with waste in fact um like that's if, weird if i eat a sandwich that's weird i want me. i'll rinse the plate off dry it and then like put dessert on it or something instead of just having another plate for dessert okay and stuff like paper plate or glass no plate? A glass plate but it but even a paper re- plate i'd do that too because it's just you it's wasteful it's it's How so it, wasteful. It's a, it's a glass plate, though. It's not getting right. thrown out. Yeah, but How it, is it wasteful? Resources. You, because think about it in the long term. Like in a year, if you use two plates instead of one plate for your dinner and dessert or whatever, dinner yeah. and appetizer, you're going to be using twice as much water, which is going to increase. At the very least, you got to think about your electric bill. I disagree. Because you're gonna do more dishes. Listen to That's me. That's just Jake. a fact. Listen, no, untrue. Okay, yes, you'll physically be washing more items. Yeah. But if you wash one plate two times versus two plates one time each, you still washed. Oh no no! I just like I just like rinse it. Like I don't actually put it in the like dishwasher. You know what I mean? Like I don't wash it completely. You just rinse it off. Yeah, just rinse it off and then and then use it. And then what do you dry it off with? Just like uh, a hand towel. Or paper towel. Just like a hand towel, usually. I'm I'm being very uh, I'm interrogating you right now because yeah. I want to make sure you're actually being as eco friendly as you I, say you it's are. It's really not. I, I don't think mostly it's eco friendly. It's more like this weird like personal you responsibility. Efficient. You want to be efficiency. That's what it is. That's so big with me. Like in in a lot of aspects. For instance, I don't even like the fact that I have more than one pair of pants. I have two pairs of jeans, and I'm like, I don't need them. I don't even want them hanging up because I'm never going to wear the second pair. I love these pair. Uh-huh. So the I other think that's pair, the only pair I've ever seen you wear. Yeah, these are the only pair I've ever <laughs> worn for the last four months, five okay. months, All every right. day. Yeah. They will get washed occasionally. Well, Jeans don't need to be washed Yeah, they really often. don't, unless you, like, spill something. Right, right. But so now, like, you know, there's a pair of jeans hanging in my closet that yeah. I, I'm never going to use. Uh-huh. Except if these get ripped or something, they're uh-huh. just hanging there, taking up space. And I'd rather it be blank. I'd rather there be nothing there. And that goes along with like little doodads, like that right up there. Yeah, would bother me in in my own place. Why? Because um, you it's have just a, little. You knick-knack. have a shelf though. I I know you have a but, shelf with a Freddie Mercury on it. But and I didn't put up things. those shelves. Those shelves were already there. Okay. And I got the Freddie Mercury thing from my brother as a gift. All right, but I didn't how, buy it. How is it waste though? It's not a waste. It's just like it's just pointless. There's no need of it. You never are gonna interact with them or do anything. You're gonna look at them. Yeah, you know. And but what's like, wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just he's th- making fun of my Funko Pop collection. No, I like them. I, I like. Doesn't sound like it, Jake. I like them. Okay, but clutter. It's not clutter. Gives me that is clutter to me. How though? How is because it it's just a bunch of stuff. So you would rather that's have useless. that be blank. You'd rather there be nothing there on the wall. I'm cool with. I actually really like your paintings everywhere. Michaela's paintings from her paint nights. Yeah. Those look really cool. I like them a lot. There's like a lot of nice colors in them, and it makes the room so, look really nice. So how but are those different than these Funko Pops on the because shelf? Because that's their functional purpose. You know what I mean? Their purpose is to look at. But but so well, are these yeah. Funko Pops. I guess I don't know, 
I'm just but I'm just trying to understand. Like I'm, not, I'm not like trying to like accuse you and like yeah. say like that you're not allowed to feel this way. I'm just trying to understand why you feel this way. I know. Like, why I is that clutter when like something like these paintings, which the it has the same purpose. It's just to like look at and enjoy. It, it makes me stressed out. It, it stresses me out. When and I'm I look trying at art, to understand why that is. When I look at art and stuff like in, in basic decor, basically wall decor, it doesn't really bother me. For whatever reason, it's an exception, and I don't know why. Uh-huh. But everything else that really doesn't serve much of a functional purpose, it so, stresses me out. It so, makes me feel like maybe maybe a claustrophobic feeling. I'm not sure. So this, so be honest with me. This room you're in right now, yeah. How cla- like how stressed out does this room make you feel? Because this it's is not, a cluttered. This is a cluttered room. I don't like. I'm not stressed out because it's not my. If room. this was your room, if, if this was, was in your living room, area, it would stress me out. Quite yeah. a bit. Like what? What about it? Like the bookshelf is that like wasted space to you? Well, I mean, I haven't looked I at some of those books do, in years. Yeah, what I would do, and I do this every year, is I go through my books and I decide whether I want to keep them or not. I okay, so I have a kind of a similar mindset to you in that I don't like hanging on to stuff. Yeah. Like if I'm not using it, get rid of it. Right. Like that's fine by me. Like um, recently, I went to my parents house and they had like a tote of my old stuff in the basement and they're like we're cleaning out the basement go through this stuff mm-hmm. so i brought it upstairs and i'm going through the and that's tote. kind of fun yeah it was it was kind of cool to look at some of the stuff from when i was younger right and like there's a lot of stuff where i'm like i'm never going to use this chuck it out i'm never going to use this chuck it out even though and it both, might have like uh, like minor emotional connection right You're and both my wife it. and my mom were like you're just going to get rid of that i'm like yeah, I have no need for this. Like, I don't need these anymore. Why would I keep it? Like a toy or something when you were young? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff there was there was that I didn't keep. Like an old baseball glove that didn't fit my hand anymore. Yeah, what's the point? She's like, you're not going to keep that? I'm like, why? Why well, do you I can need... give it to your son. You yeah, know? I'm like, I'm not going to hang on to this until right. I have a son old enough to use it. That's then... too far away. Right. Screw that. So I got rid of it. I think I ended up keeping like... Um, when I was a kid, I was really into marbles and I had a marble collection. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up keeping a few of those, but got rid of the rest because they were like 99% of them were generic like marbles. Basic ones. I had like a few cool ones. I'm like, I had one that, I, and I don't think I could find it in that collection. I must have it elsewhere, but it was like a clear glass marble with the, with like the earth printed on it. And like, I, I keep little stuff like that because that's cool. That's unique. Mm-hmm. But like the bulk of stuff, just get that out of here. It's, it, it is clutter. Mm. But so, so anyway, back to this room. Like why, what about this is like clutter? Like, okay, the shelf. You don't like the shelf. I, even though I don't really understand why. I don't really, it's like, I, I don't understand why either. I just know that it, I don't like it. I wish I, I wish we could figure out why. Because I'm you need curious. To get a psychologist. Like in I'd here. like to understand why you find these things. Like it's, this room is cluttered. I will admit. It, like there's a guitar over there. There's mm-hmm. two guitars on the wall. Like there's an amp. There's stuff leaning up against it. A vacuum cleaner. This there's two extra chairs over here. Like it just it does feel cluttered. I don't think it stems from like a need to be tidy because I'm I'm not typically uh-huh. a tidy person, even though I want to be, and it stresses me out when I'm not. So I I just like don't know where it's disorganized. Where it comes it's from. kind of disorganized. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can like do some research into like the science of like why certain people feel certain ways about belongings. 
I think I just feel the most comfortable and efficient. I think it boils down to efficiency, like you so were saying. What, like the idea of like, if, uh, like tiny home, like tiny living. Yeah, would Dude, you that, be into that? It very much appeals to me. I like that a lot. Yeah, and not because of like it's a cool trend and I'm a hipster or right. something. Like my ideal room would be. Not too small, but just big enough for like a queen or a king size bed only because Adria wants like a, a bed king hog? size. Is she a bed hog? Not really. She yeah, just like tiny, loves so the space. Be... I know. I know. <laughs> she loves the space. You know what's funny? We'll cuddle at night, right? Yeah. And then she'll be like, and what happens is I cuddle to her because uh-huh. she wants me to. Right. And then like 30 minutes later, she's like, get on your own side of the bed. You have so much space <laughs> over there. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I was cuddling you <laughs> a minute ago. <laughs> But now anyway. you don't want me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wicked funny. I'll just return to my side of the bed. It's cold over there. But I honestly would be cool if it was just me with a twin-size bed because that's all you need. A twin? I had, I had a twin-size for a long Not time. Not even a double? No, there's no need for it. Well, I mean, it's nice to be able to stretch out and like spread out sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I can see why like a full-size would be a little bit better because I did have a full for a Not very short a, period of time. Is a full the same as a double or is a full bigger? I think a full is smaller than a double. Oh, is it? I think. Anyway, like The a size above twin, twin size, is what we're talking about. A typical twin size, like my feet like just barely hit the edge and it yeah. can be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So I do like a bigger a bigger mattress, but... Yeah, so anyway, like, my ideal room would just have a bed in it and, like, my computer desk with, like, enough drawers to encompass every everything I need. And it would be neat. You know, I'd have, like, a corner for the PlayStation, a corner for the Xbox, and things would be hooked up nicely to my monitors. And Jake, I'd have a closet and a bureau. Jake, you're describing a man cave to me. That's it. <laughs> I like to have my computer in my room, but see, I was I was actually going to uh, I was actually just going to bring this up. I used to love having my computer in my bedroom, um, yeah. and I, I had like when when we lived next door over in that trailer, my computer was in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, but after getting used to it in a separate room, I highly prefer it this way. Right. I mean, because when Michaela goes to sleep, you I mean you still I have... can be down here and right. be quite loud and not have to worry about waking yeah. her up or anything like that. And I just I like having my computer separate from where I sleep. Um, Cause like you, you associate the bedroom with like resting and falling asleep, that type of thing. And I don't want to feel that way when I'm on my computer. I don't know. It's I've maybe that's weird, but the majority of my life in my bedroom, wherever it may be. <laughs> so maybe that's a problem. I don't know. I've never felt that way though. It would be cool to just walk in my bedroom and be like, just instantly fall asleep by association but yeah, that's right. just not the way anymore. I just feel so comfortable in there. I think, and I think that might be part of the reason why I can just walk into the bedroom, lay down in bed and fall asleep. Because right. in my mind, I associate the bedroom with sleep. I hardly ever hang out in there. Right. So I can just walk in, lay down, close my eyes, fall asleep. But anyway, what else are you going to get done this week? I know we've been hanging on this whole efficient living thing. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. So yeah, that's basically, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, doing that um making some calls trying to get a little like couple like financial things in order that i've been putting off because i haven't had too much time during the week and other than that just playing a lot of PUBG. and that brings us to the most important segment of the day indeed PUBG. so 
before we get into it, let's explain what PUBG is. Player Unknown's Battleground. Take it away, Jake. All Take right. it away. Well, look, guys. I haven't had this much fun in a game consistently since... You know, I I, I really don't know. I, I can't wow. even... I can't even compare the experience to any other game. Maybe World of Warcraft when I was like 15 and it was brand new to me. Like the idea that you All right, this so this is a this is a battle royale. A battle royale is a lot different than like Call of Duty because you drop in with a team or yourself and you get one life. If you die, you're game done. Game over game over you don't spawn again right so it makes everything you do matter and that's what makes it different you can run around in call of duty getting like so many kills and, and dying and it doesn't feel as as rewarding and as you it don't does. it doesn't carry any weight there's no weight to it it doesn't there's no meaning to this game it's a call of duty but there's meaning like i feel like there's real meaning to battle royales because when you win like you won. You really won. Right. Between and that's why I usually I used to get like so excited about winning because dude, out of like a hundred actual people playing at that time, uh-huh. you won. You stayed alive. Yeah. Which is a, a, a literal one percent chance with no other factors. Right. That's so, crazy. So the way the game works, think of it a lot like the video game version of something like the Hunger Games or oh, Maze man, Runner, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, the way it works is 100 players join into a game, real players around the world or around America, or at least it should be around America. Uh, <laughs> they spawn in. <laughs> Let's not get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you get on an airplane, and the plane starts to fly over the map. Every game you play, the plane flies over the map in a different pattern. Like it doesn't fly the same oh, over the same part of the map every time. It hits different areas. So you, you, you can either play solo, you can play doubles, or you can play with up to four people on a team. So if you're playing with a teammate or team members, uh, you decide where do we want to drop on the map. At any point, you can jump out of the plane, and you can open a parachute, and you can fly to a location on the map. You land there, and you have no gear. First thing to do is to start looking through houses, through buildings, uh, you know, through warehouses or whatever you may be near to find weaponry, uh, guns, backpacks, armor, that type of thing. And then from there, it's just about being the last person alive. If you get killed, you're done. You go back to the main menu and you start another match. If you live and you get kills, then you can loot those people and take the gear that they may have found uh, and you move closer and closer to being the last one left. Of course, you can always see how many people are left in the game at any given time. Um, to make matters more interesting, there is what's called the zone on the map. And what that does, it's an area that you're supposed to stay inside. If you're outside of the zone, you take damage. It's, you, you slowly decay over time. So the zone will constantly shrink as you're playing, forcing the players closer together. So you're, it's not like you have 100 people roaming around this enormous map and you just happen to find people and kill them. Everyone's being forced closer together, so you have to take each other out. Um, eventually, the zone's barely big enough for more than five people to stand in at the very end of the game. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. You're forced together, you're forced to loot, uh, to take each other out and be the last man standing, or the last team standing. Mm. I rambled there, but... No, that's you explained it, you know? 
It's it's a complex game. It is. It it I mean, it sounds complex, but it's really not that complex. It's a pretty I th- I simple think it's, premise. Uh, Drop in, find loot, survive. I think it's subconsciously complex. Especially when you're on a team. Well, there's so many decisions you can make. There's so many different ways you can play it. And that's what makes this game so good. Right. You are forced to make major decisions from the first second of the game. Yeah. Okay. Where do we go? Where is the plane going? Right. Where are most people going to drop because of this path? How far can I I go from my parachute from this path? You know, what's going to be the most strategic place to drop? Should I drop in a aggressive area where I know that I'm either going to die right away or get a lot of kills right away. Maybe you want to play more conservative, go to a place that's not as hopping. Um, hopping, baby. And the whole idea of like playing with a squad, finding people that you can mesh well with and work together as a team, you're actually using real-life skills. You're using real-life skills. Like You're using leadership, whether you know it or not. You're using... Um, very good like critical thinking skills uh, where you want to you know what guns you need for what situations what attachments are going to go on the guns it's it's a lot more complex than than what the cover says you know right I think especially you know we're in 150 200 plus hours of gameplay well I'm at almost 300 you're at almost 300 yeah yeah, we were really close, but you've doubled me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how school. that's happened. Oh yeah, yeah, school. That's what it is. The first several weeks, I like didn't even play. Right. Yeah. I mean, you hit it right on the head with like how many choices you have to make. Like the game has uh, different categories of guns. There are SMGs, assault rifles, sniper rifles. Uh, well, pistol pistols, shotguns. pistols, yeah, pistol shotguns, that type of thing. And there are different attachments you can find all over the world. Certain attachments fit on certain guns, and they change that gun's characteristics. Uh, like there's vertical foregrips, angled foregrips, red dot sights, holographic sights, scoped sights. Mm. Um, and you have to like you have to manage your inventory because you can only carry so much. Um, and you have to like so so you make sure you've got the right attachments on you for certain situations, which guns you want to carry with you because some are much better at close quarters combat than others. The S12K, which is an uh, semi-automatic shotgun, yeah. is probably the best close quarter combat uh, gun that you can get, maybe other than the Vector. Um, but anyway, that's that's getting into the yeah. nitty gritty. <laughs> uh, but just like needing to manage and decide what do I want to carry on me is just so much fun, and it caters to every play style. It really if does. If you want to drop in and be aggressive, there are places you can go to do that. If you want to drop in and have no one else around you and take your time looting and go about it slow, you can do that. If you want to drop into a mid-risk area where there's a good chance there'll be three or four other people there, but that's about it. You can do that. It's it just caters to everyone. You mm-hmm. can camp. You can play aggressive. You can there's drops, so uh, supply drops that randomly, like a, a plane flies overhead while you're playing and drops loot. You can go to those supply drops. That's a high risk area because a lot of people are going to be going for those. But the gear in the supply drops, it's the best gear you can get in the game. You can't find it anywhere else. Ghillie suits, the AWM, the AUG. Um, the machine, the, the, yeah, the, the vehicle shredder, the, the machine gun. Uh, there's just, there's so many cool things, so many different ways to play. It rewards you for playing high risk. And when you succeed in playing high risk, it makes you feel really cool. Yes. And 
it, the game never gets stale because never. there are so many different ways you can play it and every game you play is different. Even if you played the exact same style every single game, it's going to vary because the, you're always playing against new players. You're per, you're going to be hitting different buildings every time you play. There's just it's so addicting. Right. I think that I would probably be done with it if it was just a solo experience. Really? So one of the most important parts about it for me is, you know, the idea that I'm playing with other people. Playing with a squad. Oh, you mean solo. Oh, 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 so teammates. So if you were just always playing solo matches, you don't think you'd still be playing? No. It's fun solo, but it's... More fun? It's way fun without... It's way fun playing with people like you guys. So how many... Like, do you prefer... What's your favorite game mode? Solo, duo, squad. I used to like solos more because, obviously, when you play by yourself, you can make every You're the decision master of yourself. your own domain. But, I mean, if you get a good squad, we played together for over 100 hours easily. Um, you know, we know how we play. We know the decisions that each other are going to make in a lot of ways. Like, like if you guys find a gun on the ground that you know I like, you're going to, hey, Jake, here's this gun, you know. The vector. Yeah, the vector. <laughs> like... I had to we sell know. you. I had to sell you on that gun. Yeah, that's I adopt, right. I adopted the vector very early on. I loved that gun. And Jake, you were you were kind of like, eh, I don't know. And then I'm yeah. like, come on, just try it out. Fully kitted. Yeah. And then I got the first kill on what I had with a vector fully kitted was like within a hundred meters, and it was just like instant. I was yeah. Like, Holy cow, this thing shreds. <laughs> so now a lot of times, that's my go-to gun. If I don't find a sniper, I'll go. I'll run assault rifle and vector. Yeah. That's like my go-to now. Um, but anyway, as you were saying, yeah. I, so squad is squad your favorite game? I mode? would say squad's definitely my favorite game mode now. I do like duos. I'm wondering if maybe duos are my favorite. Duo is my favorite. It depends on when you when you have because squad is three to four players on a team. When you have that many cooks in the kitchen, it can kind of get a little messy because everyone has their own idea of how the game should go how it should be played. Right. Um, when, when you've got just two people, when, when, when you're duoing, um, it's easier to make decisions between the two of you because it's just two of you. There's not three other people you've got to consider. There's just one. Right. Um, and it, it also comes down to, I guess, the other teams that you face. When you're playing squads, you know that if you see an enemy, there's pretty much a guaranteed chance there's three other people right around near you that you need to take out. Right. Whereas in duos, if you see an enemy, there's only one other person you have to worry about at mm-hmm. most. So, I like what's interesting that I'm noticing, for instance, uh, and I don't want to get too detailed, I guess, but uh, when we play squads lately, a lot of times we'll stick together, but we'll end up doing two sets of duos. That's true. That we does do that happen. a lot. Yeah, and, and and it just kind of sometimes it just happens by circumstance. Like, yeah. if two people want to go to like one neighborhood and two people end up dropping here, you end up kind of like duoing and helping each other out, but still acting as a squad. Right. When when it's Jordan, you, me, and Cody playing, I feel like it normally ends up being Jordan and I that head in the same direction, and you and Cody that head in the same direction. I don't know if you feel the same way. No. Or, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's pretty typical. I'd and say. when we play with Turner, Turner normally sticks with me. Yes. I don't know why, but he normally just like goes wherever I'm going. Yeah. So, but anyway, 
Yeah, so I mean, there's that just adds to the complexity. I feel like of the squad, right. you can play try, as like a hive mind, which I feel like when you're new to squads and when you're new to the people that you're playing with, you try to adopt that mentality of like, kind of like you know you're in a, you're a wolf pack, but you're own you're your own wolf. Yeah. You have to be together, um, but you're kind of doing your own separate things. Right. Once you get to know each other's like personalities, uh, styles of gameplay you're going to be able to know like who you can mesh with better. And even if you don't mesh with someone and I'm saying this, but I don't feel that way about anyone that I play with. Uh, if you, even if you don't mesh with someone, I'm sure you could figure out how to still make it work for the team. Yeah. It's not hard. You find, you know, each other's strengths and weaknesses. We usually send Cody in as the bait. Yeah, um, yeah. Cody normally gets taken <laughs> out first. <laughs> I get I, I get taken out first sometimes too, but I think it happens less often now. Normally when I get taken out, it's because I'm playing stupid and I push when I shouldn't. Um, I'll be like... You can play... You're the most aggressive one. Yeah, and I, I, and I try not to be, but it's just so tempting. Right. Like earlier today, I was playing with Jordan. We were playing duos and we were on... Um, Miramar, which is the desert map, mm-hmm. and uh, this is not going to make sense to our listeners, but Crater Fields, you know where I'm talking yep. about, to- the top we dropped left. there today. Um, you got Crater Fields on the left, and then you've got that like other complex to in that right. valley to the right. So we landed there. We took out another duo. We looted up and everything, and then he headed into Crater Fields, and I headed the other direction, uh, that like that road that leads down to the main road. And I had a Car 98, which is a sniper rifle, with a suppressor and an 8X. Very nice. So I get down there, and I see another duo. And so Jordan's nowhere near me, yeah. and I'm, like, with another duo. I'm like, I have to do something. <laughs> I, like, you have a suppressed sniper. Yeah. I'm, you, there's something about having a suppressed sniper with an 8X scope on it. You just can't help yourself. Like, I have to take shots. Right. So I took shots, and I downed one of the guys two times. I downed him. His teammate resed him as soon as he sh- he as soon as he stood up. I shot and downed him again. Nice. And then I tried to take out the second guy, but he knocked me out. Oh, and then Jordan couldn't get to you. Uh, Jordan couldn't get to me in time, but they didn't even come finish me off. The blue zone was moving in, oh, so no. they just hopped on a motorcycle and took off. So I'm like downed, waiting for Jordan to revive me, but there's no chance he's going to get to me in time. So I'm just sitting there waiting, and I ended yeah. up dying. But. I, I died because of my own stupidness. Like, I should have waited for him. I think that's another... That brings up another point that I think we're getting better at is I feel like we used to... When we saw somebody, we were going to shoot them right away. Right. Now I feel like we're getting better at judging when the best time is to actually take some shots. Mm-hmm. Like... It, it's the self-control thing. I mean, if one of us is like, hey, you know, look at 200 on the compass... We got a people. We got a people. We got we, a people. We got a group <laughs> in a house right here. I can take some shots pretty quick. A lot of times that person now is going to wait just for a second for everyone else to get into position. Or to so even you chime can, in. Right. And so you can, so everyone can start firing at once. You know what I mean? Like right. you got to get in position. You got to, because if you, as soon as that first shot is taken, your advantage it's is gone. Done. It's completely gone, right? Unless you've got like silenced weapons and they can't right. quite pinpoint where you are. Right. And that's something that I struggle with is that like we'll all be like getting ready to engage 
and and everyone will be like, okay, when are we gonna take shots? And I'll just like run in and <laughs> guess it's down. now. <laughs> I'll just aim down my scope and start taking shots, and you guys will be like, but okay, we, we I guess need we're an initiator firing. anyway. So that's and fine. I guess I'm the initiator most yeah. of the time because I just can't resist. I'm like, why aren't we shooting? Yeah, they're there. Let's take them out. <laughs> and. Like, even though we have to stay close together, I feel like we're also getting better at, like, I feel like in a squad, we used to, like, if there's two trees, there's, like, two people in a tree and two people in another tree. <laughs> right, right, right. But now I think what's what's better is if you can get in a decent position, right? Like, a lot of times I'll notice someone will hang back. I, I know I've done this several times. You guys will storm a house or something, and I'll hang back to see if I can catch someone jumping out a window or something, I'll be able to voice what I'm seeing to right, you guys. Right. And I don't know, dude. We it, need to look it's up. That's why I love this game so much. We need to look up like real world strategies that like soldiers and stuff use and see if we could like apply any of them to the game. Because it's positioning a very, is big. it's a very tactical game. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think positioning is most of it. Like if we see people, okay, there's people here. Let's surround them before we do anything. Mm. If we're all in one area when we start firing, that's all. That's the only direction they have to look. Right. If we can get on three sides and start attacking, they have three directions. They're like, okay, we're surrounded. What is going on? Right. So we need to play a little smarter. And I think maybe if like the two of us voice that and like really try to communicate that to the people we're playing with, it could mm. happen. I, I Like I said, though, I think we've been getting better at that naturally. Right. I think so. I mean, we should we're almost at all of us at 200 hours so mm. we've we've got a combined probably 1000 hours between yeah, the four or five of us for sure <laughs> for sure so. we'll get back to battle royales in just a second we realize that it's a little bit later in the show than we usually do song of the week so uh let's get right into that and then we'll get right back into the action of battle royales so joe what do you have for song of the week my song of the week is a little unique this week uh, I, I found this on Reddit. I guess that's not really that unique because that's where I've found many songs of the week in the <laughs> <Wow>. past. <laughs> but this isn't like a typical uh, artist that does a lot of music. This, this is a girl that just did a cover of the song Titanium by Sia. Um, and the reason I picked it as my song of the week is because she has a very unique vocal style that I really wanted, I, I wanted to stop and appreciate it. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will appreciate it as well. So here's 30 seconds. When it's over, I can explain to you a little bit more about what it is, but I think we, you, you guys just need to hear it. So here's 30 seconds of Titanium. I guess it's by David Guetta. C is the one who sings the original, um, but the girl who's covering it, her name is Emma Robinson. So here's that. Raise your voice Six and stones We break my bones I'm talking loud Not saying much So what do you think of that? I thought it was really cool. Um, it it really doesn't even sound real. It sounds like it's digitized. Right. So this the the song the cover you just heard is not altered in any way. That is no vocal effects. That's natural. Um, she's using a technique that's called sideways yodeling. So normal yodeling is the ability or it's the the skill of being able to 
be singing in your regular voice and then seamlessly jumping up to your falsetto voice and then jumping back down to your regular singing voice. What she's doing with sideways yodeling is that she's able to jump from her regular singing voice up to falsetto, out of falsetto, back into falsetto, over and over again very quickly. And when you use that technique, it makes it sound like auto-tune. It makes it sound, it's it's weird. I mean, you guys heard it. It's like very glitchy sounding. Yeah, it's because, weird. I mean, <clears throat> when most people sing, to get to like one note or like pitch to another... I don't know the exact terminology. It's not but an instant change. There's like a transition. Right. You, you can hear that transition. With her, it's like instant. Yeah. So like she's one like note she's to another. instantly able to transition to falsetto and then back out of it again to the yeah. note she wants to be at. And it just gives it this weird electronic yeah, sound. Yeah, really harsh, like robotic. Yeah. This, this video itself is five years old now. I think it came out in 2013. Yeah, 2013. And she's not active on her YouTube channel anymore, unfortunately. Um, but I just think it's, it's really cool. Uh, sideways yodeling is unique. If you want to look into that, check it out. Um, the link for this video will be in the description as usual. It's titanium David get a cover by Emma Robinson. So check that out. I thought that was pretty cool. What do you got for us? So I'm feeling pretty happy that I actually brought something that kind of fits my criteria of what I would really like to bring consistently. It's a video that has just barely over 7,000 views. Wow, Jake, you're such a hipster. And it's really cool sounding music. Uh, it's called End of It by Friday Pilots Club. And it's like a really cool modern rock song that has a pretty cool uh, little bass line to it. So little riff, a little riffy do. Yeah, yeah, here's 30 seconds of that. It's cool, you know, the way they've been treating you lately. Could you hear myself on the daily? Tell you things you wanna hear they say Well, honey, love, What would I do without you? But at the end of the day, it's a game So many miles and I'm moving the same way But you know where it goes She's been moving so fast I've been taking it slow So I guess I, I might have been thinking of something else But this was definitely the song I wanted to show you guys Um had a cool riff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For some reason, I thought it was bass guitar, but it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you think? I like it. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's really good, and the fact that it has under ten thousand views is surprising to me. Yeah, it's this, not this that sounds old. like this sounds like something that would have far more views than this. I mean, this is really good stuff. So I'm surprised. Right, and I guess um, they're touted to be like t-o-u-t-e-d i think touted? that's a word okay yeah. yeah yeah it is sounds right to be we'll like uh the future of modern rock huh and that's pretty neat do dude. they have any like big songs i think this this is their biggest one Seven thousand views wow yeah. they've hit the big times there it is man woo I made 10 cents with youtube <laughs> cool well i like it yeah thanks i'll try to keep it up next time yeah let's see of, if you can do it well you've yeah. got the week off from school so you should have some a chance to listen to your discover weekly or something this week that's right and now that you've got spotify premium again yeah man so that's a pretty good deal students out there joe found that uh spotify and hulu you can get a combo subscription for five bucks and all it takes is a student email no wait it didn't even take my student email all it did was like oh which college do you go to what's your full name and I guess they're going to figure out if you're a student or not. Huh. 
They're trusting you. Yeah. Well, cool. So I'm saving more money because I was uh, I didn't have Spotify Premium and I was spending the lowest eight dollars. Yeah, like a eight month. bucks on on uh, Hulu. So I'm saving three bucks a month and getting Spotify. It's a no brainer, man. Yeah, awesome. So let's get back into battle royales. I know you guys haven't gotten sick of that yet. We surely haven't. Yeah, let's keep talking about it. So we don't want to continue talking about PUBG specifically because I mean, there's only so much to talk about with that single game. I mean, we could probably talk about it much longer than this because we've played a lot. Um, we could tell stories and stuff of different games. We want to talk about Battle Royale games in general and just alternatives and other games in the same genre and where we want to see the genre go, uh, how we'd like it to progress, that type of thing. So, I mean, there are, you know, the, the other most popular Battle Royale game is Fortnite for sure. Um, have you played any Fortnite? I mean, I know you have. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, I can appreciate it as a battle royale, uh-huh. but you got to go into Fortnite with a different set of criteria or a different set of desires of a battle royale game. Right. Uh, for and me, I think that's I think that's going to be the case for any battle royale game because they're all going to yeah. have their own feel. PUBG hits everything on the head for me. Any other game, I feel, isn't going to quite do it. Yeah. Um, because I played Fortnite and. It was. It's very cartoony. Typically, I love vivid colors and, and cartoony yeah. uh, graphics. But in this type of game style, in PUBG specifically, I love the realism. I really love that. Right. Um, it's arcadey, so it's Fortnite. more of like Fortnite. yeah. Fortnite is like is arcadey. You know, you can pick it up, play a couple games. It's zany. You know, there's like jack o' lantern rocket launchers. It, 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 there's comedy involved. There's there, have you seen some you of the new the, the new stuff they've added? Uh, they no. added a grenade called the boogie bomb. Oh and yeah, you're you, telling me about when that. When you hit someone with this grenade and it goes off, it makes their character dance. Right. Like you, you can't do anything but dance for like five seconds. Yeah. So it's like perfect. It, it's basically a stun grenade is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but instead of just doing a standard stun grenade, they're like, let's make it the boogie bomb and make the character dance. That'll be fun. Right. So. And it's a different style of um, bullet trajectory too, like yeah. Fortnite's hit scan as opposed to like bullet physics, right? With bullet drop, right? And all well, that. I mean, almost all the Except guns are, are hit scan. Uh, yeah. Snipers have uh, bullet speed and travel time and stuff like that that you have to take into consideration. But like the pistols and assault rifles and stuff like that, they're hit scan, which means the second they fire from your gun, they're hitting the target. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me, just like, like I said, I can appreciate it and I can see why a lot of people would like Fortnite if they're looking for that experience. But me personally, I mean, I'm going to choose PUBG every time. Yeah, it's I, I don't think Fortnite for me personally is a replacement for PUBG, but it's a nice addition to. I mean, every now and then when I'm not feeling like playing something super competitive and serious and realistic, I'm going to play Fortnite because mm. it's it's more lighthearted it's more casual you can hop in the games are faster so you can play a couple rounds much quicker than you could in PUBG, yeah. and it's just more a more lighthearted experience all the way around right so there's a lot of fans out there that compare fortnite to PUBG as but, to like which one's better and i don't think that's i don't think that's absolutely necessary i think it's they're they're different well, I think they're still comparable in the sense that they're in the same genre. So it's right. not really like which one's better. It's which one is more do you fun? like. Which yeah. one, okay. which one yeah, right. do you prefer? It's not, and if, people are confusing that with what makes it better. Right. They'd have to both be 
realistic battle royale games for them to be directly comparable right like battlefield versus call of duty that yeah. that age-old comparison they're right. both trying to be realistic shooters or i mean not necessarily realistic but semi-realistic arcade shooters so they're easily comparable mm. whereas fortnite and PUBG, they're in the same genre but they're on opposite ends of the same genre right so, the one's like easygoing like kind of funny and the other one's just like like very high skill curve, realistic experience. Yeah, all guns reward. have bullet travel that you have to take into consideration. You have to lead bullets uh, if the target's off in the distance running. You have zeroing that you can use on the scopes, that type of thing. Mm. So that being said, is there something that you would like to see incorporated into a battle royale game that doesn't currently exist? Is there something you'd like to see? It's hard for me to think about what I want to see because I'm not very critical of the game myself. I mean, obviously it has its downfalls with it's still not optimized completely right. There's still a lot of issues with cheating and hacking. Um, there's still a lot of issues with, with server pings, I guess you could say, like server ticks. Latency. Yeah. A lot of issues with latency. But I still love the game for what it is. And... I might be cheating a little bit here because we saw what's called the 2018 roadmap of PUBG. They're including more modes like where we could be seeing like a 50 versus 50 or, you know, uh, a 10 person battle royale on a small map. They're adding this really cool feature. Like I was telling you, you had asked me um, what my favorite part of the roadmap was. And I said, it's probably a tie between the new modes and the fact that the sounds in the world are based on the equipment that you're carrying. So, you know, you can choose to have a level three backpack carrying as much gear as possible, carrying a sniper rifle and a shotgun and like heavy armor. You're going to be making a lot more noise than someone who wants to travel light, maybe just have one gun, like, you know, a UMP SMG with some nine mil bullets and that's it. Like no secondary running light. Do you... Did it say that, like, the guns you're carrying change the noise you it make? Just said or is equipment. it just, like, amount of gear? Uh, it didn't go into detail. It oh, just okay, said equipment. Okay. So I'm just speculating. Right, right. I'm hoping that it's as complex as, like, every single thing you choose. Yeah. You know? Um, that would be I'd so really cool. I really appreciate that. That would be so cool. If you then, can be almost that, silent. You right, because then that throws in, like, a bunch of new different play styles. Yep. Like, not only do we already have the infinite different ways you can play, but now you can be like, all right, this game, I'm going to be a pack rat and carry as much as I can and have decked out guns, or mm. this game, I'm going to drop in and do nothing but pistols and be super fast and stealthy. Like, it's going to be so right. cool. And what I like the most about that is what it's going to bring to squads, because we're, we already know each other's strengths and weaknesses, like what guns we're really good with um and things like that like just overall skill so you know like one person can be a designated sniper another person can be just like a light-footed quick like in and out ninja type guy and that's going to be cool we to already kind of have those rules we too, do which is but cool like if there's a car 98 yeah normally it gets tossed to me because right. i prefer the bolt action single shot right uh sniper rifles right whereas vector goes to you because you like that rapid fire drop them quick type of gameplay right. jordan he's kind of like in the middle like he doesn't really mind you know he'll take the sks he'll take the car that type of yeah. thing and cody's in the middle too I cody's feel, in the middle too yeah you and i are kind of 
on a different on, ends. on the opposite ends. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll take I'll take snipers too. I know I know I like and the I'll SKS. take and I'll take yeah. the vector and stuff like that. It's right. just so you know it, your main preference. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun seeing that like uh, in squads. I wonder it, it would it would probably make duos difficult for us, more difficult for us because we, you know, just have each other That's and have true. be on like different ends of the spectrum trying to work together. Right. But right. it'll still you know it'll just be really fun to I see. I think I think what I'd like to see from a battle royale game in the future is something even more technically complex like something with like okay it may be the same map size that we current currently have in PUBG with only 50 players on it and the zone closes at like a quarter of the speed and you have like day and night cycle where you're like weather trying, cycles. you're trying to survive not only other players but the elements mm. and like your encounters with other players are going to be further in between but that's okay because you're going to also be worried about finding materials to build fires which put off smoke that other players could see or like finding food to stay full something wicked in depth that a single game could take you an hour or two i was gonna say those games would take hours that's okay i think that would be so cool yeah i mean it'd be absolutely devastating when you get eliminated because it's like i just spent an hour and a half on this and i'm i just died imagine winning though but i mean that experience would be so cool it's like having someone be the designated shelter builder right or have like the vehicles you find in the world like maybe you find a dacia which is an in-game vehicle in PUBG, that is like missing tires so you have to find like tires to put on the vehicle build your own vehicles and stuff. yeah and like the 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 car has storage on it so like you can throw like ammo and stuff in the trunk of the car so you want to what you're explaining perfectly is you'd like to see a survival battle royale marriage yeah That'd be so cool. Wow. That I mean, that's like straight up Hunger Games. You know, that's yeah. more oh, Hunger yeah. Games than, than what PUBG is. And right. that's what it's compared to. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be really interesting. That would be a very involved game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be It'd be very ambitious. hard to coat. Yes, it would. But I think it would be so rewarding and so fun. Mm. I'd play it. I would play it. I'd hope so. I just hyped it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, after all that, you know, maybe I'd stay away. Nah. <laughs> so you don't, you still don't have anything that you would like to see from a battle royale, or I, I don't really like. I said thing? like I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about be a dreamer, Jake. What I want it to be, like I said, because I I just enjoy the way it is. Yeah, and and right. then when new stuff comes, I I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I just I'm putting my faith in them, in the devs. Yeah, like. So far, it's been good for the most part. Uh, even before the the roadmap came out, I think I would have said uh, a new mode with like a, a shorter version, something like a fifty person uh, on a quarter size map. Just like experiment with uh, all different kinds of map sizes. I'm excited for the half size map that's going to be a hundred players. I think that's going to be great. I just thought of something that I could actually say is my original thought i think oh oh map editor oh dude i would spend hours making my own map and then have you guys play yeah even if it's not like for 100 people like even if you're only doing like a map editor and it's like a game that you can play with like your 10 friends yeah that would be sick that'd be real cool and it could be as easy as like uh 
like oh this type of house and then you can randomize the gear or it can be as in depth as you're built you can build your own structures and um kind of choose which gear while still random like choose which gear drops in what area like military base drops the level three stuff and you know things like that i think that could be dangerous i think that would absorb my life yeah like at work all i would be thinking about is like new map designs and Uh things i could do (laughs) that'd be wicked fun a map editor and i thought about that because i was gonna say um the ability for everyone to make custom games because Mm -hmm. right now only certain people can i guess they still want to do that they just haven't done it yet it's and they probably haven't because there's still so many people who play it would Mm -hmm. overload their servers which are already like trembling (laughs) just on 24 7 basis right um yeah man uh we really could just talk about this all day we could and we're at the little over hour mark now yeah so we probably shouldn't. Nah, yeah, we should maybe probably call be an, it quits this time. Maybe there'll be another Battle Royale episode in the future because we really could continue to discuss this. Mm. And what's exciting about this is that it's a new genre. This genre really started with PUBG, and that only came out a little over a year ago. Right. So, you know, this genre has got so much time left in its life. And, it, it you know, it's barely it's brand spread new. It, right, it's barely spread its wings. I recently picked up a game a few days ago called the Darwin Project, and it's a it's brand new to the scene. It just came out like a week and a half ago or something like that, and it's a new take on the Battle Royale genre. The way it works is that their map is much smaller, it's divided into zones, and 10 people drop in. As normal, it's the last one alive wins, but there's a twist. There's an 11th player who is the game maker, and it's a real person. And he oversees the entire game and he can like give buffs and perks to different players and like close certain zones on the map that if you're inside, you freeze to death. You can't be there. And there's just like a bunch of different things and it makes it super interactive because the the game maker can like come and talk to you and be like, hey man, if you do this for me, I'll give you a perk. Yeah. So like you do stuff for the game maker to like earn rewards and to like have benefits in the game and that type of thing. And it's just, it's got so much potential and it's just started. So I'm, I'm just really excited to see where the, battle, try it. <laughs> where the battle royale genre takes us. I think we're definitely going to see some marriages of genres. Like you were suggesting a survival battle royale, mm-hmm. uh, a horror battle royale. I would be all over. That would be cool. Um, yeah, we're going to see some more of that soon. And I think there's going to be a lot of people because we were, we, people might be interpreting what we just said as being like, oh, PUBG is the first of its kind. It's the first standalone game of its kind, but it was made by the guy who made the Battle Royale mod for Arma 3. Yes. So that was really the start of it, but you were still correct in saying that, you know, PUBG is the first Battle Royale standalone game. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it's going to be so great. So great seeing where it goes. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Jake, to end the show, I think we should do a quick Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather play PUBG? Okay. Or never play PUBG again? Um, let me think about that one. I think um, it would cause me, it'd give me the most enjoyment to actually play that game. Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, your first stop. What were the options again? Not play PUBG or okay. play PUBG. I say I say play PUBG. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's surprising to me. I yeah. wasn't going to expect you to say that. No. How about uh, you? 
Um, I think I'm going to have to go with play PUBG. I'm, okay. I'm right on the same page with you. That about wraps up our show this week, guys. I hope you don't feel robbed. The uh, yeah, listeners. Right. <laughs> like this was a pretty pretty nerdy episode. We'll do we'll do a like a healthy size would you rather next time. <laughs> I don't think anyone like looks forward to the would you rather so much that like we just broke hearts. Yeah, yeah, I will. Again, I hope like not. if you do then like maybe you're dead alive or something. <laughs> no, but we deserve this episode, Jake. We deserve this episode. Treat yourself. Yeah, we're treating ourselves. So that's it, guys. Uh, We'll catch you next week for episode 52. We hope you enjoy your week. We will try to enjoy ours. Jake's going to be enjoying a week off. Next episode, guys, you can plan on something really cool planned by yours truly, which doesn't happen very often. I'm excited. So until then, this is Joe. I'm out of here. I'm going to go play some PUBG. See ya. I'm probably going to go to bed. (laughs) But first, you're going to play some PUBG. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Catch you guys later.
Welcome back, everyone, to the 51st episode of the Jake and Joe Show. <laughs> I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Jake. We got a real great show for you this week, guys. <laughs> uh, first, we're going to get... <laughs> Hides behind shirt. <laughs> Looks down at shoes nervously. <laughs> Oh, oh, are you are you talking to me? <laughs> Wipe sweat off brow. Russell's neck beard. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. 